0: Welcome to the ChatGPT Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we have Matthew Iverson joining us. Matthew is a serial entrepreneur. He's a SaaS software guy. Recently launched a Google Chrome plugin called PromptBox. You should check it out. Really cool. He's also the CEO of AppRabbit that makes uh, customizable apps for fitness coaches and some uh, some big celebrities and whatnot. So, Matt, welcome to the show and uh, excited to have you on.
1: Excited to be here. It seems like we just did this podcast like not too long ago, but I feel like so much has changed because every day I wake up and AI is just like in a completely new spot. Like, uh, I remember last time we talked, we were talking about just chat GPT in general. And then now we have things like auto GPT and like, it's just taking a whole new, a whole new like direction.
0: Yeah. For those that are new, Matt was one of the first guests on the podcast. He's been around since the beginning, but, uh, one of the first video podcasts. Anyways, we need to get back into doing more frequent updates because he's obviously deep in the AI space as well. So um, it, things have evolved a lot since we since we got this whole thing kicked off. And a crazy bit of information: I was just telling Matt, and for anyone listening, this might be interesting. We just passed a thousand subscribers on Spotify listening to the or followers listening um, to the podcast. So thank you for the thousand people that are following. If you're watching this on Spotify. Um, Or if you're listening to it on any platform, if you want to watch the video, you can find it on Spotify. Um, If you're watching on Spotify, make sure to follow. Um, And we just cracked 185,000 listens on the podcast. So thanks to everyone for sticking around. So Matt, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about uh, what you're doing at Promptbox right now? Because um, I feel like that is a pretty awesome tool anyone using AI right now should be checking out.
1: Yeah, so... I'll give you an example of how I use it, then I'll go into maybe what it is. So I was just building some marketing designs with mid journey like a lot of people do. I finally found a prompt on how to, that allows me to make super realistic looking images and I found it on Twitter or something. And the thing about these prompts is they have like a bunch of random crazy things in it. And so I take that prompt, I open prompt box, which is a Chrome extension, and I just save that text, which is the prompt, inside of it. So now anytime I want to go and build something, like for example, I was trying to have a really nice picture of a high school. Um, I open up Prompt Box, I click on that prompt, and it pops open a screen where I can put in a couple of variables like uh, high school at sunset. Or you know maybe I want to have a chessboard looking epic in the snow. But I want it I want everything I am asking for to be super realistic looking. Anyway, so I can put in what I want it fills the rest of that prompt for me, and then it creates like a super photorealistic image on mid-journey, or if you have a long prompt you want to deploy on ChatGPT. This is just a place to save, organize, and share all your prompts. And we just crossed 7,000 users, and it's uh, it's a lot of people's like favorite tool, so I'm really excited about it. I've hardly done any marketing, and it's just kind of growing on its own.
0: That's super cool. I'll, I'll throw a link to it in the show notes. but. Question for you on that and also on the AI industry in general. So like with MidJourney, recently they just switched to paid only. So there's no free tier. Do you think that that's going to, uh, do you think that's going to like cause less people to use MidJourney AI in general? Do you think like, because obviously ChatGPT, they got their free tier forever. And if you want GPT4, the best version, it's paid. But with MidJourney, it's just like a hard cutoff. I think it's like eight bucks a month or something for their lowest one. Do you think that's going to cut down the amount of people using that?
1: Yeah, I think it will, but I think that's fine. It has such a valuable use case for them. Like, I don't even, I think having a free trial is something that they still do, I think. Is that right?
0: I, th- I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's just like a hard eight bucks a month if you want it.
1: Hmm, yeah. I knew I had to upgrade. It kept telling me that the servers were too busy every single time. So I guess that's just the thing that they tell people now.
0: <laughs> the ultimate like squeeze.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it's like, wow, so many people are using this. Uh, oh well, I'm actually I'm mad
0: because uh, ChatGPT's been doing that to me as well. Uh, on GPT-4, obviously paid twenty bucks a month for it or whatever. I uh, I asked it a question, it responded with GPT-4, then asked it a follow up, and it was like, "Sorry, this model's not available. We just reverted to GPT 3.5 to answer your follow up question." And it was like, like I can tell the difference between 3.5 and four, and I was kind of annoyed uh. that uh, they, they downgraded me mid conversation.
1: Oh, geez. they're like your conversation doesn't require the top intelligent AI. Yeah in
0: exactly that's probably what it was. Like sorry, you're asking buddy. It
1: like yeah you're asking it like why the sky is blue and stuff and it's just like we're going to we're going to like put you down a notch.
0: Yeah they're like listen we're saving that uh computational power for astrophysicists talking to us right now you're in the uh <laughs> dumb tier so uh, you don't get it. Yeah,
1: you're asking stuff like how to m- make more money. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're like, all right, buddy. (laughs) Okay, I saw something recently in AI news that uh, kind of blew me away, but I'd I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. So essentially, there's a developer and he recently found a way to give ChatGPT 4 away for free to people. Um, He's like, you know, the the Robin Hood. People are like, yo, how's he doing this? Essentially, so he open sourced this on GitHub so anyone can like use this and integrate it in their apps, which is pretty hardcore uh first off, what's your best guess on how he would have done this?
1: Um well I know that you can like go to someone who pays for an API and like basically write an API to that open a- open like if someone has uh Chat GPT-4 running on their website but they don't have any like parameters around it, I know you can kind of mooch off that. That besides that, I don't know how he would do it.
0: Oh dude, yeah, you're a genius. I literally couldn't figure this out. But anyways, yeah, what he ended up doing is he went and uh yeah he found because also gpt4's api isn't open so that's another reason that like it would be harder he found people that had the gpt4 api open and uh he pretty much he's mooching off of u.com which is like a search engine so they obviously have like massive Mm. bandwidth and they have like a lot of people flowing through it it's not like a little app that would like notice and shut it off easily so u.com is now footing the bill which like it's a search engine, so I don't even know how they would turn that off because he's probably, it's almost like an iframe, like using an API or whatever, but pretty much yeah. iframing straight onto you.com's uh, G- ChatGPT 4. So anyone can can just get it for free and they can, like, the open source you'd be able to put it in your project. So it's kind of crazy, but anyways, thought that was hilarious. That is crazy.
1: My, I was asking my developers to put uh, ChatGPT into box to, like, help generate prompts. And they're like, oh, people are just totally going to use this to, like, like feed other places your open source, whatever. So you have to make sure that whatever prompt you have in the background disallows people from asking it anything besides something that's specific to your business. Otherwise it'll just go, you know, people just
0: Yeah, which for for a search engine is super hard. I don't know really how you get around that because it's technically you're supposed to be able to ask it anything you would ask ChatGPT. It's like completely open, so that's pretty hilarious. I mean in your case something I've seen other people do for businesses like your own is to just I mean this is kind of technical so maybe it's too too annoying for really mass market but they go and just make you sign up for a ChatGPT account and they have like a documentation on how to do it and you copy and paste your own API keys so you're technically paying for the runs uh that's one way I've seen it done but I think higher that you build a,
1: I think you could build a little business just offering that API uh and just making it easier to access and then charging a little bit more than open AI charges you because yeah.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like
1: people are like, I don't know how to get an API key and then paste it into my, it's like if you want a white label for your website or something, someone should just build a company that where you just have to like put your name and email in and then you audit and credit cards are easier to put in than an API key. So just, you know, fraction, just arbitrage that access. I think that yeah, no. would be like a no brainer.
0: Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. I've seen a couple of people do doing that with like a uh, video or with um image ones, uh, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah, so all the all the image ones
1: work that way, I guess. I eh?
0: like lens all, all yeah, that. all the image ones work that way. There's a whole there's a bunch of like um image platforms where you can get like Dolly Two, Mid Journey, and pretty much all the different image generating ones, all kind of on one platform. So it's kind of useful. Okay, question for you, Palantir. So Palantir, in case anyone doesn't know, it's like a defense, artificial intelligence. Well, So pretty much their latest product is an artificial intelligence platform, which pretty much lets like LLMs integrate with classified um, intelligence stuff for like the military. Anyways, uh, they're kind of like famous because like during the whole meme stock thing, they were like hyped up as like one of those meme stocks that got hyped. But anyways, recently they did a demo uh, where they had chat GPT or pretty much an AI carry out a military operation. Um, and it decided like how to do all the maneuvers, maneuvers, like where to send the troops, how to like plan the whole thing. Anyways, uh, what is your opinion on using AI to plan our military maneuvers?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it now. This is really cool. Um, I don't know. It's, it's the first time I've heard of it though. Um, I mean, that seems smart. Like we should be using AI to further, like, you know, if, if China was using AI to run military operations on us, I would hope that we'd have an AI that would like superior. Yeah. And so maybe that's why the AI race is so important. I don't know. Uh, I need to think about that for a second. Cause it seems like a benefit. So you're, kill- one... you're killing people anyway. So it's like, what,
0: like, <laughs> how do we make that go more effective? <laughs> that's morbid. Um, one criticism that people have about this is like you know chat gpt like hallucinates so you get it to like set up a military exercise where you're sending your troops one direction and it's like yeah hide under the bridge bunker like on the side or whatever but like in reality um that doesn't actually exist so it just kind of sends people to it so that's like one criticism it gets but Mm -hmm. in my opinion the reason why i think this is probably not as big of a deal okay sure it's a big deal right now but obviously this is the demo it's not live they're gonna have a lot of work to make this thing actually live when people's lives are at risk i think it's gonna be less big of a a problem um like in the long run because i remember when apple maps first came out like i remember there's all these memes and news articles and headlines where people just were just like oh i tried using apple maps and it literally like made me turn into a cornfield and like someone like crashed their car because they like turned into like a like off a cliff or like just like stupid stuff like that where it's like, obviously, this technology exists. Obviously, if it tells you to turn, don't swerve off a cliff. Like They're saying like, oh, it's like super dangerous because yeah, like it was telling people to turn off cliffs and stuff like that. And it's like, like obviously, use your own eyes. It's like an assistant. And Apple Maps got better and it's like just like Google Maps now, it's fine. Um, Anyways, but this kind of thing gives me flashbacks to that where it's like, yeah, like maybe you'll hallucinate. But honestly, if this is a military grade tool, like they're gonna have this thing pretty down before they actually use this in any actual combat
1: yeah i could see it just being used as like a you know a tool to help think of ideas and then people can decide whether they want to deploy those ideas but that's pretty that's, that's pretty insane and like won't like won't they just be able to be like you know in the future won't it just be like oh we need this operation done and the ai will be like this is the best way to do it do you agree and you'd be like yes And then wouldn't it be able to just, like, fly the drones and airstrike and nukes, like, on its own? Like, the whole thing could just be carried out by itself.
0: Yeah, that's, like, a pretty terrifying prospect because, like, if you did the research or, like, if you did the tests and the AI was better, why wouldn't you use it? But if you use it and everyone uses it, it's just, like, there's got to be some, like, I think, I think when it comes to military interventions with all this stuff, we're going to, I think we'll inevitably see similar things as um, like our nuclear packs we have with other countries where we're like no one's gonna nuke each other. It's gonna be like no one's gonna unleash like AI and military on each other or maybe we're gonna have to shut it off And other people are like, well, I guess there's there's the other aspect too where people are like, yeah, but it's already like out there. but like at the same time so was mustard gas during like World War I, right and then they turned it off they like made a deal not to have um, you know chemical warfare for I think World War II or whatever. And moving forward. So I feel like even if it starts getting rolled out, if it becomes too like just insane, inevitably, it's going to have to get drawn back. Otherwise, it's just like an all out US, China and uh, Russia inevitably will all have the same like super intelligent AIs that can decimate each other.
1: Yeah. Did you hear the Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson interview where Elon talks about shutting off like having a physical manual switch to shut off
0: AI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think um, Sam Altman from OpenAI, he has like a backpack he carries with him everywhere that has like an off switch for OpenAI. (laughs) If he ever wants to just kill it. Does he? (laughs) No, I'm dead serious. If you look at like videos or pictures of him going anywhere in public, he has this blue backpack he carries with him. And like inside is like the off switch for OpenAI. Just like terminates it.
1: What? Dude, I know he also has like, he's a hardcore prepper too. Like I know he has like a house in the mountains of Sweden or something too. It's like, I
0: wonder, I wonder if he was like prepper before he did open AI or he's a prepper because he did open AI.
1: I feel like it must be because, cause that's a, he, he's gone to like great lengths. I'm pretty sure he has like a jet fueled up somewhere and like, like all this crazy stuff. I don't know if it's AI or if it's like, you know, political unrest. I have no idea what he's gearing up for, but yeah, Elon Musk said the same thing. He said, uh, you know tucker was like do we need to blow up all the servers and tucker or, and elon was like i don't think we need to blow them up uh i think we can just unplug them <laughs> <laughs> like, like we should have a switch to be able to just turn the power off uh because if we don't then like it could be too late because and the way and everyone's always like okay you think ai is so dangerous like how how what would actually be the way that it would happen and the problem is one way it gets too dangerous is it hits a point called the singularity, which is a term used for black holes. It's like a point of trying to predict what will happen when there becomes too many variables that we're actually blinded by your own ignorance and by the sheer number of things that could happen. That once AI gets to this point of accelerated uh becoming better like too fast we can't see past that point so we have no idea what ai could do so really the scariest thing about it is just that it becomes completely unpredictable it gets the the trajectory of improvement becomes too fast and then that's when you know elon really just mentioned well it'll infiltrate infiltrate social media it'll build accounts and you won't know who's talking to who and everything like that and like it'll kind of you know brainwash people into thinking certain things and whatever, but that seems dangerous and it seems like that'll happen. But, you know, what do you think is really actually scary about AI, like danger, like mortal threat?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, a couple things. First off, I think when you say like the singularity and you talk about that, like a lot of people might be like, oh, it's like, um, I don't know, it seems like far off and crazy. But to me, I don't actually think that's crazy and I don't think that's impossible or far off because it kind of goes back to like that philosophical debate where like you you're like do I see green the same way you see green or maybe I see green and you see red right so like there's a whole yeah. philosophical debate about like our, our our experiences and how we experience them and if they're different anyways I know that's kind of a random example but it makes me think of the fact that we so many things that we think and so many ways that we think we're like oh yeah this is just normal like it's normal that i wake up and eat breakfast and i sleep for eight hours and i do like we have like these things that are just like normal but like i guarantee like if you just took like two random people on this earth and spun them up on an identical earth and had them start from scratch from the beginning and waited two thousand years maybe you gave them technology maybe you didn't i don't know but like the way we did things the way everything happens like things would be, you could have like a completely different universe over there. Like they think different ways. Like computers are programmed in completely different manners. Like you like, it's just like, you can't even fathom how like different it is. And of course there's like instinctual things with like biology, like reproduce, eat, sleep. I guess there's, and there's like rhythms that the sun will force you to, I guess, have certain like sleep hours. So like there's some things, but anyways, I can't help but think two people on a completely different planet could evolve to like an insane different way that we're not really thinking about here. And so like in that tangent of philosophical like thought, AI could do the same thing where like, I think it could get, it could get so advanced at um, improving itself. We don't actually understand why it improves itself or why it thinks a certain way. And an example of this recently came out, I was reading an article, this is kind of what brought me to this whole line of reasoning whatever is it um, is like there's the was...
1: emergence the emergence like the teaching themselves things that they don't understand why it's
0: teaching themselves yeah yeah and uh, well the reason was is because i saw an article yesterday there was this guy i did a podcast on it and he uh he won the lottery um and he says he used chat gpt so he's like i went to chat gpt i told it like past winning numbers for like a certain lottery and like a bunch of information about it and blah 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 and then i asked it for like what it would predict the future winning numbers were and first off it it gave him like some things like this is just a guess, winning the lottery is lucky. Go find some other hobbies. You should go outside. Like it told him like stupid stuff like that. But then it was like, okay, so here's like my prediction for like some possible future like winning numbers. And it gave him some and he like won. It's a dude in Thailand. And so like the equivalent was like sixty American dollars that he won. Maybe it was more money in Thailand or whatever. But like huh. the point is that like he won. So now number one, people are like, okay, replicate it, because it could be a fluke, right? Um it's still it's a pretty the, crazy the, fluke.
1: Replicate it for the max lotto Two billion. Yeah, for the
0: super powerball, Powerball, one billion dollars. But, like, my thought is, okay, that's funny. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. Whatever. What would happen though if you could ask ChatGPT to predict the lottery and it could predict it, and we didn't know why it could predict it? And it's like, why can you predict it? And it's just like, uh, just like based off of like computation and numbers and like these really complex things. I just, just think it's going to be this. And like, what if, what if it couldn't explain why it was making predictions or why it was doing things? in a way that we could understand, but it could like get the answer right. Anyway, it becomes like, it becomes like God in that way. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. at that point, is that that far off to think that could happen? But if that happened, we'd be like so screwed because it's like, if you don't under, and this is, that's a whole nother debate and interesting concept is like, have you read the book Ender's Game or watched the movie? Yeah, love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think the concept of like, there's like the buggers, and there are these like aliens and they're trying to like they're at war with the humans and there's like all these different things and the humans all have to band together and like c- go defeat them anyways it's like this whole concept of like they don't understand the buggers because they can't talk to them so they have to destroy them and i think like a lot of human nature has that maybe it's from like tribal warfare right like we don't understand the other tribe and why it does that thing so like because it might be a threat to us. We have to kill it. Like it might not be an immediate threat, but it has the power to destroy us. Let's go destroy it first. You know, there's like that whole concept. Anyways, yeah. I feel like it's, it's like, like, the like same a cowboy.
1: Thing with, it's like a cowboy showdown. It's like whoever draws first will like walk away.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, we didn't want to kill each other, but like we both can. And the other guy's got a gun and I've got a gun. <laughs> so I'm just going to shoot him. So he doesn't shoot me or like my yeah. tribe or my people or whatever. Anyways, I feel like, you could get a lot of that same like human instinct with like AI where it's like, if it can do things and we don't know why it does things. It's like, if you don't understand your enemy, it's foreign. It's like an animal. You just want to like kill it. You just don't want it to be a threat. You know, like a saber tooth tiger. I'm not going to sit here and spend a hundred years, like learning how to like coexist with saber tooth tigers and be its friend. It has a capability of killing me. I'm just going to try to kill it if I can, you know? So yeah, yeah. that
1: was that, that was that article that came out. They were, they were, uh, Discovering things with AI and this is one of the guys in open AI having the interview and I forget really what the whole thing was about But there was a moment where AI started writing things in a new language yeah. um, And they didn't know what the language was and so they got AI to kind of break down like like the alphabet of that language And it was like a more efficient language It was like something between Chinese symbols like Japanese kanji and like a couple other like uh, it had like some English intertwined but it like The words had different meanings and it was like, you know, we're basically created an alien, uh, like an alien language that we could actually study and learn out of nothing. And going back to your point about like AI becoming like a God, I think, you know, if we can't understand how it's predicting things like numbers, which is like pretty logical. Imagine, you know, like an algorithm in social media has the ability to predict what videos I'm going to like when I scroll, like on YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of understand that. Right. It's like these algorithms are pretty complex, but like based on the types of things I've watched in the past and based on like the things I like or don't like, and like it will feed me these things and like things that have a stronger hook, get more retention. And like that's how an algorithm is built. But the problem is AI has the ability to understand you know, if you feed it enough information, it'll find patterns in places that we can't understand. Like, exactly. An algorithm. Once it taps into human biology. That's going to be really crazy. It understands, like, oh, your hormones are kind of adjusted for this level, and your mind works like this, like an algorithm. And now it could really sink its teeth into becoming you,
0: you know? Oh, yeah. That's a terrifying concept. And yeah, I think the distinction between algorithm and AI is that an algorithm is written by a human. Like these are the, this is like the format it follows and AI can just write its own algorithm. It, it decides how it, anyways, that's the crazy part, but dang, yeah, I never actually thought about uh, it tapping into biology and thinking. And also like, if you think about like the world around us today, so much of what we see and hear and like believe, like going back to the concept of like the world could be different if it was set up like from scratch on a different planet, like I imagine it would evolve differently, huge civilizations. And like it has, right? We've we've seen it before. We've seen lots of civilizations rise and fall, right? Rome, Greece, all these different ones. So like we can look back and kind of have precedent for like in that era. This is what it evolved to. This is what it evolved to. This is what killed it. We don't know what's going to kill America yet. Hopefully nothing. But um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, another one, another tangent <laughs> for you. <laughs> I think America will die in the next, well,
1: at least hundred years, if not like the next ten years. Like really, okay.
0: Oh. What role? What role do you think AI would play in, uh, in its death, expediting or slowing it down?
1: I think it just. Spe- I think AI is like, uh, it's like a superpower. Like it just it will speed up anything. And if it if you're a good country, it'll speed it up. And if you're a bad country, it'll speed it up. And I think, right now, America is so corrupt from within, like politically, I think it'll just speed up its demise in ways mm. like whether I think it'll go like election fraud route first. And uh, we'll just, we'll like dive straight into tyranny with AI.
0: That's morbid. What about, what about China? How do you think AI will affect China?
1: Well, they're already tyrannical. So I don't know. I hear that China's AI is really good and uh, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I literally can't even really imagine. I assume they'll attack the West because they can because they have Russia and Canada and Saudi Arabia and like all these other alliances now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Well, I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are on America and like, I guess, perhaps American American uh, exceptionalism or whatever you want to call it, being the best and being able to fight off everyone else combined. And number one, my thing with uh, China is I think that by and large, their culture, people probably be, uh, upset about this opinion of mine—that's uh, okay. Just whatever. I think, by and large, China's culture is uh, designed to help them not invent new things as much as it is to conform because of the uh, communist society they're in. Therefore, making them less creative and more likely to copy what other people are doing. I mean, like, if we just look at it from like a statistical perspective, like statistically, they copy products more than they invent products. There's not a lot of um, products that like were invented in China that went. To the masses, we have TikTok. Yeah. Kind I mean, of was a copy, of, though, of other social media that came out Chinese, of the West.
1: Ch- Chinese knockoff.
0: Yeah. And so I think that AI is going to have a very similar flavor of that, right? Because obviously, uh, China doesn't want any Western technology, which I think it's funny. We have TikTok here in America. Um and, like, it's controversial to ban it, but, like, in China, where it comes from, every single American social media is is banned. And it's just like, oh, yeah, duh, of course they can't have it. Anyways, they're going to do the same thing with AI. Um, and then they're going to make their own. And I think that it's actually not hard to clone ChatGPT, sadly. So, like, the moat isn't very good. The only only barrier to entry of on the moat of ChatGPT in reality is their terms of service, which is sad. Um because essentially well i don't know if you saw but stanford pretty much went and they used like a, a facebook lambda they spent a hundred dollars in compute power using a facebook Llama, and then lambda and then they spent 500 dollars doing questions and answers to chat gpt they took that output stuck it in the new uh, facebook system and then they got an ai model that was roughly equivalent to chat gpt on a majority of all topics for 600 bucks mm-hmm. so um i don't think that like china will struggle cloning us in that way But um, I do I do think that they will have a harder time staying ahead of the curve without like a lot of the ideas that come out of America, like OpenAI and ChatGPT came out of America um, for for whatever reason. I know I'm sure like we have a lot of international listeners. So, I mean, look, I'm from Canada. You're from Canada. So, I mean, it's not to beg on other countries, but there's a lot of really smart software engineers that are incentivized in this country to uh, create new things because of capitalism um and so anyways
1: we came to to america because of these ideas like we both we both come from another country and like i'm very nationalistic i actually just became a citizen uh, so i'm dual now uh, american and i am super proud of it i'm super optimistic about america i love the creativity and the ingenuity and like everything about it i just think it's the only people that can destroy america is america itself like it's actually a nationalistic kind of point of view. It's like, we're so good
0: that only we can destroy us. <laughs> and I think, I think we might, but... Uh... So, so do you think America ends up... Because like you're of the opinion America is going to you know, get destroyed or kill itself in, a, in 100 years or something. Are you of the perspective that um, America will do that to itself or that China, Russia, all these alliances, the whole world, right? China's getting everyone in their court right now. They're getting everyone kicked off the US dollar. Do you think that that's going to be the, the downfall?
1: I think that, uh, I don't know if it'll be like them walking over the border, demanding that we surrender, but I think, I think we've already seen like psychological, like prowess, like from China. I think they're going to just split us apart, like from within. And I think we'll look outside for help and then they'll come and help us, you know, in air quotes, help
0: us. <laughs>
1: I think that's how it works.
0: They can I, save I think us. America, yeah. I think okay. America's strong. Okay. Well, fascinating. We'll save. Uh, we'll have to continue diving into that on the next episode. But I have a, a question for you when it comes to finance, because we're touching on this earlier with the whole lottery thing. Um, but there was something else really interesting that happened earlier this month, which is that um, some researchers took, I think, like they took a number. I'm I'm going to just say it wrong, so I, I won't say the exact number. But in the thousands of news headlines dating back to, I think. Uh, 2001. And they ran them through chat GPT. And they had it predict, they said, based off of like these news headlines, predict whether the stock of the company that they're referring to will go up or down the next day. And like, this isn't just a sentiment analysis. Like, is this article positive or negative? It's like, is it positive to the point that it would actually affect their stock? Is it negative to a point where it would actually tank their stock? Um, And ChatGPT did a really good job. They said if they had been investing based off of just those signals, like shorting and buying, just based off of is the stock price going to go up or down the next day, um, that it would have been really successful. And then they compared that to, because this isn't a new concept, right? Like we have financial analysts that do the same thing for hedge funds and big companies, but they found that it actually outperformed the financial analysts. And the interesting thing is with current technology algorithms that the financial analysts have, they do news headlines. They also do social media sentiment and they have a couple other factors. And with like way richer data, they're still worse than ChatGPT just with news headlines. Hmm. So my question to you is, are you ready to hand over your uh, entire investment strategy to an AI and ChatGPT?
1: Totally. And I'm also ready to use them as doctors too and to use them as like analyst for like property like uh you know analyzing whether a property is good to buy like everything if you had all the data at your fingertips and you could access all of it without any any uh latency like that just that's the best i think ai
0: is going to come for all analyzing jobs okay um this brings me to a very interesting thought. But before I touch on that, which I know is gonna be what? controversial, um, is I, I also want to bring up just a really interesting thing because I saw recently that like um CNBC did an article on I think this thing called Magnify, but essentially it's like ChatGPT and Robinhood combined. And it gives me the thought of like what we were just talking about, right? Like actually being able to trade stocks using AI and like be successful, but that's not actually what it does. What it is is it's like a co-pilot for self-directed investors to like direct or to like invest in your own personalized style. I mean, then it's a brokerage and trade stocks, whatever. Okay. So I feel like a lot, there's going to be a lot of products, um, which this is a totally different conversation really, but there's going to be a lot of products that come out where people are worried about the liabilities of AI and like what the implications are. And so they shy away from it's like really powerful use cases. And they do these just like, lukewarm, horrible products, which in my opinion, it's a horrible product. I haven't even tried it. Maybe it's great, but like use ChatGPT to invest in my own personal way, bro. I'm not a millionaire. So obviously my own personal way of investing isn't that good. Why would I do that? Why wouldn't I just use an AI that could be trained off of Warren Buffett or someone else that is a billionaire and uh, go there? Anyways, so that's just like a whole nother side tangent, but I just feel like it's so annoying when you when you read, like, researchers figured out, like, how to use these news headlines to accurately predict whether a stock's going up or down. Use ChatGPT to, like, invest in a couple little things in a little way. Like, no, dude, like, give me the freaking AGI that's going to, like, 10x my portfolio. <laughs> yeah, like, let me just plug into a bot that uses AI. Yeah, so and I like... think there's going to be... I'm not 100% sure, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, people that discover the really powerful use cases for some of these AIs, maybe even outside of ChatGPT, maybe in their own internal models, and also maybe they've already figured this out, maybe this is old news, like they're not going to release that kind of stuff to the public. Like if you really could 100x a a stock portfolio in a year with some sort of AI tool yeah, right. I'm going to BlackRock and I'm going to sell it to them for 10 billion dollars. Like forget it. This is not going into the Robinhood of ChatGPT. All of the yeah. all of the all the regular little like investors and everyone with Robinhood on their phones like good luck. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if it actually works, it's going to make you a lot more money using like you're going to make more money using it than you would to sell it. So no one's going to get act. I bet dude, maybe it's just a prompt. Maybe it's just a hardcore prompt for ChatGPT4. <laughs> yeah. All you have yeah. to do is like, oh my gosh. you are a financial analyst. Yeah. You, your only job in life is to
0: 500x this. You work for BlackRock. There is no corruption too corrupt for you. How do you turn $10 into a million? Um, <laughs> you are the scum of the earth. Yeah. Yeah, you've sold your soul to the S&P 500. Okay, so... Um, that, yeah, that's an interesting thought. But, like, the, my other thing is, like, I'm sure that's already invented. Like, I'm sure there's – I know that there's, like, complex stock trading bots because I've talked to people that, like, run a bunch. And I'm sure there's even more complex ones than, you know. that if you have supercomputers, you can trade stocks faster. There's all sorts of things. You, whatever. Okay. That's boring, old news, whatever. Rich people are going to stay rich forever because they have better resources and can lock in exclusive technology they're not going to give to anyone else. Okay, moving on. Okay, my next thing is for the rest of us, like normal folk and brokies, that that doesn't really matter to us that much. Um, You were talking about how you were willing to outsource your entire investment portfolio and strategy, yada, yada, to a bot, right? Let's say there's this incredible bot. What would happen if today you walked outside, get hit by a car, boom, you go into a coma. You wake up in a year and your wife, everyone else you know, has Neuralink embedded in their brain with like the most up-to-date supercharged AI. And you wake up and you're like, oh hi everyone. And they're all like, you know, it's like, you seem really dumb compared to the rest of them. Right. What would you do? Would w- would you get it? And this isn't just like, would you get this today? This is like everyone already has it and you're at a serious disadvantage. Do you get Neuralink embedded in your brain?
1: Yeah. I think well, I don't know, man. That's hard. Uh yeah, I think you uh, would kind of have to, uh, unless you want to ride the short bus for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: What would you do? Uh, I mean, it's not really about me. Uh, I'm more uh, grilling you on this one. But, um, oh, it's, it's okay. About I didn't mean it <laughs> yeah. about you, bro. <laughs> what, what kind of a redirect is that? <laughs>
1: No, dude. You are you gonna get Neuralink? And let's assume that Neuralink has access to real time data in in the internet. Have you seen those like those clever Instagram reels where it's like a guy who has Neuralink and he's like talking to his buddy and he's like he's like ask me something. So he asks him like a math question. He just like says the the answer like right away, and then he's like uh he keeps on getting more and more complex questions like you know name the president of of russia or like or like you know name like the vice president of this thing or whatever of this company and it gets so good until the guy starts predicting what the next question will be that his buddy's asking him and then (laughs) and then he starts to say that like the same time as him (laughs) and then like it moves beyond that and then he starts telling the future of like what's going to happen he's like i don't know it's almost like we're all we're all just like plugging into this like matrix and like based on like the past, I can like now predict the future based on these like algorithms that like I'm constantly adapting to and like building in my mind. So, <laughs> I was like, geez, like <laughs> it's actually one part of AI that's very fascinating is you just said that, uh, you know, you, AI can predict things in the future based on like a headline based on, you know, it can predict stock prices. Well, that's like very much, you know, within the human psyche to be like, yeah, that makes sense. And like, that's a great use case. What else could it predict, though? If it takes all of the information about how civilizations rise and collapse, could it not also, if you fed it enough information, understand where America is going and predict the future and predict, you know, what fuel sources will be we be using in a hundred years? Yeah. And instead of waiting a hundred years, if it's going to work, then why wouldn't we bring it now? Uh, so you know, if we're moving to electric cars, like what comes next? Well, this yeah, will yeah, probably yeah. come next. You know, oh, that's an
0: interesting and- that's an interesting concept, um, because like how much you want to bet that Xi Jinping over in China has his like Chinese uh, hyper smart AI team for the government build an AI and he sits down on there and types, pretend that you are a previous American citizen from 30 years ago. America has fallen. The whole country got completely decimated. China now owns it and is the best country in the world. How did it happen? How did it happen? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like like, tell, tell me the story, tell me the most likely way that this happened
0: yeah And why did the americans never see it coming why did no western country with democracy understand why this would happen to them like
1: yeah what were their weakest points and why and why was it so easy (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: why was it so so easy
1: and why am i the best looking uh like ruler of the world there ever i mean you know theoretically speaking hypothetically
0: speaking Please include a paragraph about why I look nothing like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Why? Why does Chinese food also just the best? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Like he turns into like the mirror, mirror on the wall, just starts like praising him back.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's interesting. And but like, it's so interesting when you have like opposing forces or ideologies or sides with essentially the same technology. Because here's the thing: like, um, a lot of people hype up AI because they say we're about to reach the, um, the singularity. Yeah. The singularity. Singular. Yeah. I've actually talked to some very smart people in AI that say we've hit a, we've hit a cap on what the transformer model, which is what chat GPT is built off can actually get to how far its intelligence can move. And at this point it can do like so much. And now if we want it to get better, we're, we're plugging plugins. Like here's a math plugin. Now it's really good at math. But it, the transformer model itself is not good at math. Um, and I think that uh, some people are saying we've hit a max there and that there may very well be advancements in AI and technology, yada, yada, in the future. But uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I've heard that too. But I think this, I think that um, when you look back through civilization uh, of humans, I think you see thousands of years of not very much technological advancement. And then you have the industrial revolution was like how many years before the internet and then you have ai 20 years after the internet internet was crazy now you have ai it's like well i don't know if it's like having halving it the the distance between each major event but now with ai it would only make sense that the next big thing comes sooner because ai is a faster tool and it's kind of shortening the distance and i think that's the whole idea of like reaching the singularities the time the time between each fantastic benchmark of technology is shortening each time. So that's that's what's scary because then it becomes to a point in the singularity which it basically becomes instantaneous. <laughs> it's like right. every new crazy thing that comes out with humankind happens like one second after another. So I
0: think that that's, uh, I mean, I think people got like a, a metaphorical taste of this when ChatGPT came out and like every single day in the news, there's a new crazy AI advancement and then you're like, Right. Like when ChatGPT came out, it was so big, but we just, like, we our brains could not even fathom all the implications it had. It's just like, it's crazy, and I don't even know why it's crazy, and I know I don't know why it's crazy. And every single day, a new company and new innovation comes out, and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Trans, yep. it's going to completely destroy finance, it's going to completely destroy education, like every sector you think about. Um, and I think that that's just going to, yeah, be, that's going to be an expedited feeling. Get used to it. I don't think that's going to stop
1: no it's crazy it almost makes you not want to even jump into the field like i had some uncles and friends ask me like hey i hear AI is big like what are the biggest opportunities you see like how can i enter the market it's like uh the only thing i could think of that i did there's this site that i saw on twitter called site gpt and site gpt is basically you feed this this bot all the documents about your business and then it'll make a chat bot on your website that uh, can answer any questions that your customers have in like a very intelligent way, as if it's chat GPT, but for your business. And I said, mm-hmm. you could take that company and you could go sell it uh, to, uh, sorry, you could take that technology and you could just go sell it to companies and they could fire all of their, you know, on staff chat bot people. And it'll be a lot cheaper. It's instantaneous. It's always on. So it never has sick days. And it like, it's honestly a lot more coherent than than a lot of their employees. And like, go sell that besides doing something like that, where it's kind of like, selling something, I think it's really hard to know how to get really into AI because things are changing every day. Starting a company like you and I have done, like, it's probably one of the hardest things to do within the AI circle. Like, unless you move quickly, you'll be left behind. Like, even ChatGPT coming out with plugins completely destroyed, like, half of the companies that were being built around AI. Like, it's just insane.
0: Yeah, 100%. And here's the other thing that I think is that uh, a lot of people are like, oh, AI is going to take everyone's job. It's going to do all this stuff. And then we have ChatGPT and now it's been like six months and it's like, okay, well, the world's not that much different. Um, I think that like there is a curve. Like we talk about things coming out super fast. There's a curve to like a technological advancement, the implications, the software being built on top of it. And, like, right now, for example, with that um, bot that you said, you know, it's, like, a customer service bot and, like, you can fire your, like, people. We can't really fire your people because, like, when I call up GoDaddy on the phone and I'm, like, hey, X, Y, and Z is broken. Like, the dude's, like, okay, let me go check into the thing. And he's, like, looking through, like, my files and trying to switch stuff. He's, like, did it work now? Did it work now? Did your DNS work now? Right? Okay. So, like... The the chat bot can't do that. It can answer questions, but it can't do that. Yeah, but what if you just plug it in? What if you trust it enough? You test it, you trust it enough that you plug it into your back end. There's no human. Someone's chatting and it goes and makes changes and does things like to whatever like permission level. I'm only an admin. I have to request access from my like super admin bot above me. And the super admin bot is trained to be like, is someone scamming? Is there something bad? Like it has a different set of parameters, but like people are doing those jobs. And, like, the people I've talked to on the phone are not incredibly technologically savvy a lot of times. So, like, no. um, yeah. And when, so I feel like once it gets directly plugged into people's back ends, which it's only a matter of time, those jobs do yeah. go away. And I think there's a lot of industries like that. People completely forget. But, like, the, I think that the shifts and, like, the disruption were we're seeing like the technology, but we're not seeing the implications yet. We're not feeling the pain of whatever those disruptions are about to cause because they're going to wreak massive havoc. Like if it can do it better, it will. It's just a matter of time for people to get the system set up.
1: For- yeah, and it'll be like a one button click. It'll be a like one button and suddenly, suddenly this AI like crawls your website and it uses the HTML to access the backend and like it understands context and what the purpose of your company is and it'll just make changes for you on the fly. My other company, AppRabbit, it's an app building software, and we're like, how we like we need to incorporate AI because people are already kind of building these rudimentary apps using AI. Like you see that a lot. Like build me a website that does this, and it'll set you up something pretty simple. But we actually have an infrastructure where you can uh, add folders and widgets and tabs and like change text and upload images. But soon we're gonna just need like a prompt box that pops up, and you can just type what kind of app you want. And now we need to actually have an AI in the back end that's trained to go in and, like, you know, if you want, like, a workout app, it needs to understand, oh, I need to add, like, seven days and then, like, within each day have a different workout plan and we need to teach it what it looks like but very possible for AI to just give the structure context. So, like, truly, like, we might end up building, like, the most amazing app builder because we're incorporating AI into an app builder that already exists and we'll just train it on how to build. So Mm -hmm. I think think that's where... That's probably like that cap or that plateau that you're talking about though, because people like me start building with the context of like our business and how can we add AI to it. I think the next phase of AI are people that are willing to be more patient, working for the next five to 10 years, building the things where you can just chat, where you you can just type or even say, or even think of something and AI just gets the whole thing done for you. No button pushes, no clicks, maybe just asks for your permission to do things you know, whether you're asking it to buy something or set up something like it just becomes way more automatic. And I think the next iteration of AI will just be like, no, hardly any input. I I think Elon Musk says this, like any input is like error. Like it's a problem. Mm, User input is,
0: yeah, is a bug or something for like all Teslas for their self-driving AI. If you like grab a steering wheel and turn. Yeah. Yeah, He's saying that like user input is a. is error, that's how they can train their AI to know, like, to get better and stuff. That is a really interesting... Oh, man, that is a horrible philosophy, though. If you really think about it for AI, any user input is a bug. Anytime the humans have to think or do anything and we didn't already do it for them, it's a bug. Like, if you train an AI with that philosophy, dude, it could could be insane because it doesn't want your input. It doesn't want you to give it any direction or guidance. It's optimizing to not be guided
1: it it'll start and like honestly people people want that too which is bad for like we want things that are bad for us all the time so like we want to scroll through tiktok when like our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and that's bad for us but we want more of it because of dopamine i think that our not our attention span but like our threshold of waiting for something to be complete will be shortened to what would you call that our time to our time to satisfaction for like completing a task, like we won't be able to do deep work anymore because now if I wanna write a marketing email, I have to wait five seconds for ChatGPT to do that for me instead of spending the time. And so I think, you know, if someone wants to build themselves an app or a website, the time between the thought of them wanting to have it and the time of it happening is getting shorter. It's kind of like Amazon, right? It's why they're so successful. They can deliver the result the fastest. And so I Mm -hmm. think- in the future, the people who win, as far as AI and businesses, it's just getting you what you need the fastest, like without without any input. And yeah, that will be bad for us.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, along that line, like I can envision a world. So tell me what you think the implications are. But like along that vein, imagine a world where there's an AI optimized where user input is error. So you wake up in the morning and uh, there's like, you ha- you buy one of those tesla humanoid robots right because they're they're making them they've already done demos they're not perfect whatever it's maybe that's the next maybe that is the next thing actually that is the next thing mm. that's the next mm. thing we have the ai now if we have the mm. vessel to put in the humanoid robot that can do everything a human can game over it's because, out of the box yeah because now um plumbers electricians everyone else every job is now automated and gone like there's so anyways Another thought, but like, let's say you wake up in the morning, your humanoid robot made you like breakfast. Um, it took your kids to school, and it's like there's like a check on the counter. It's like, hey, I like I went to like the grocery store, or like I went like all night last night at the farmer's field and plowed, and like here's my like wages. Okay, obviously that's a ridiculous example. More likely, it was like I went on the internet last night and found like a few like arbitrage opportunities for X, Y, and Z opportunities that you trained me to do. Here's like a thousand dollars from like last night, like. What implication does that have on humanity if, okay, this combined with, and this is not far off people. Like, actually, I was listening to the All In podcast recently, and they're talking about like nuclear fission and the fact that theoretically we could have almost unlimited free energy in the future. So unlimited free energy, AI, humanoid robot, like what is their left? What is the human experience at that point in time? The
1: golden, the golden age. The, this is the golden age. This is like one of the things they predict that AI, like that singularity point of advancement, it gets so good that it actually reigns it. This is like the optimistic output, their uh, guess, uh, prediction that humans enter this golden age where we don't have to do anything except exactly what we want to do food is taken care of, the air is clean, we've solved all the problems, we've solved whatever, global warming, whatever you believe in, we've solved (laughs) hunger, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And like, we don't need government anymore, because like AI runs things according to like our our wants and needs and like robots, and we live in Star Wars, basically.
0: Yeah, okay. So in reality, I think, because humans are directing and making it, and we all have I would say intrinsic human value or human instincts that are like often selfish, pride, um, you know, arrogant, I don't know, whatever. Like we have these human instincts. Someone is going to find a way to like try to benefit more than everyone else, right? Like theoretically we could be living in some version of a utopia right now, but obviously that's not happened. We have war and some people have, uh, you know, there's all sorts of things. that There's all sorts of corruption that happens. Uh, to stop the 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 utopia, which maybe it wouldn't even be a utopia, but um, that, you know, you've read about in classical phil- uh, philosophers books. But anyways, in the future, I don't believe that we ever achieve, obviously, the fairy tale land because there's going to be like all of those biased inputs and uh, people just essentially for greed or whatever, trying to be, become number one and benefit the most off of it. So it's going to be interesting. And I think that it all kind of comes down to like, do we need some sort of regulatory body? Do we need some sort of regulation in AI? What's your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, I saw Elon talking about this and it's a little bit like out of my zone. So I kind of have to rely on on the experts a little bit to help craft my opinion. It makes it makes sense. Like if we believe in regulation for cars or homes, and electricians and like all these things that enter life, it would make sense that the most powerful thing in the world that we've created uh, has some form of regulation. But at the same time, I'd rather the government not like step into anything. So, you know, it's hard to be anti-government, pro-regulation if the government is for is the one doing it. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere in that same camp as well. It's like I obviously hate it when uh, big bureaucratic, inefficient organizations like the government do anything. Um, I've actually heard like people with pretty strong opinions on either side of this. Some people saying like, we have to start regulation now. It's like the Federal Aviation Administration. Once they did it, there was less plane crashes. But then it's also like, if they start it now, let's say they say they like say, okay, we're like making a pause on all AI because it's dangerous for the next six months. And then China like beats us. Like I could see them right now. Like, think about it. Who is regulation? What does regulation mean? Like, you know who regulation is. Look at everyone in the Senate, in the House right now. Those are the people, that's regulation. Like, I don't know if I trust any of them to do anything particularly well, period, or be experts. No, I don't
1: even, I don't even trust the people at OpenAI right now. There's And AI already has inherent bias. Yeah. And like censorship problems. So like, you know, AI is going to be used for what they want it to be used for. Uh, I know that Elon plans on making another model which is like open and he says tries to find like the closest form of truth. We'll see.
0: Yeah, optimize for truth. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's he's done some good things in the past, so it's hard to discount him on it. Um it would be awesome if if you know he was able to pull something awesome out. Um yeah. Anyways, it has been an hour so we better wrap up here. Thanks so much for being on the pod, Matthew. Um anyone that is interested you should definitely go and check out Prompt Box. If you're building apps, check out App Rabbit. Uh, recently rebranded website of Matt's. But uh, anyways, thanks so much for coming on the pod and we will have to have you on again next week.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks.